What's going on, everybody? Welcome back from the All-Star break. Pirates uh, back in action tonight. They lose another one, however, to the Giants, 6-4. to four. They are now 41-50 and 50 on the year. Tyler, good to be back from the break. Did you enjoy your All-Star break? <laughs> you know what? I, I did enjoy the All-Star break. We had, if you haven't watched it yet, we had Jay Johnson on last night, so go ahead and tune into that. That was a very good episode. LSU baseball coach talked a little Paul Skeens. Um, we're back to the grind tonight, talking a little Bucko post game, and I'm back in the mood that I was in before the All Star break, where it's not very good. Yeah. So what was interesting about today's game there there were there were fun parts of tonight's game, right? Like there were the the, the, the Pirates fought their way back. They scored some runs. Rich Hill had a pretty good start. The bullpen, though, in that seventh inning, just completely terrible. I mean, Colin Holderman, this is now a few outings in a row, especially since he's come back from the IL, where he hasn't looked good. Um, you know, he, he gave up the run against the Diamondbacks uh, in that extra inning game. He... Gives up three runs today. Two of them earned. There was an error there, but he didn't look good today. He wasn't missing bats. Command was all over the place. Not a great outing from uh, from Holderman. Yeah, you would hope that coming off the break, you would see maybe a rejuvenated Colin Holderman because we saw a lot of it early in the year where we saw nights like this where he the command was iffy. He didn't look very good, but he got through some outings lately, probably in the last three weeks or so, really since he came off the IL. he's The stuff I don't think has looked really bad. He's just been very, very hittable. And we saw it again tonight. And if Colin Holderman's not able to lock down an inning, this team's in a very, very bad spot because you can't rely on David Bednar every single night. Yeah. Well, that's the that's kind of the point that they're at right now with this bullpen is you know you you can count on Bednar, and then it's like who else who else can you count on? Uh, Yerry De Los Santos has been very good since mm -hmm. since being recalled. Uh, he had a nice inning tonight, um, two strikeouts, uh, scoreless inning. He only threw eight pitches, six of them were strikes, so it was a nice easy inning for him. His ERA is down to 0 0.66, but I'm still not really to the point where I, I trust him. Yeah. But like, who else, who else do you trust in this bullpen outside? Yeah. I mean, throughout the season, we've seen guys that I think we've all had a little bit of intrigue about, but none have really just taken the reins and you can throw Colin Holderman into that group of guys that just haven't been able to 
come through in these big situations. Yuri De Los Santos is the next guy up. I think that you see stuff from him and you see him miss the bats, but you don't see the consistency that it takes to be a very good major league reliever, or even just a good major league reliever. They don't even have good ones. They have a bunch of guys with some stuff. None are really able to get to put together enough outings that you can trust them. And there's no trust in anybody in this pen right now, aside from David Bednar. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly Ryan Barucki comes in today and, and he actually pitched all right. An inning and two thirds scoreless. He gave up the hit that led to uh that led to a run. But at that point, you know, Jim. Holderman had Jim. gotten Jim. some people on base. Can but I be Barucki, honest? What's let me just be honest here. Bringing in Ryan Barucki as a second guy out of your bullpen, that is a fireable offense. You are coming off a week off. I don't care if it worked out or not. It really didn't because they lost the game and Ryan Barucki still gave up an inherited runner. And we've talked a lot about Derek Shelton and the decisions that we think he's done correctly, what he's done wrong. There is absolutely no planet where you're coming off the all-star break that Ryan Barucki is the second guy out of your bullpen. That right there tells me all I need to know about Derek Shelton as a manager. I want, I want Derek Shelton to be a good manager. I want him to, I like him. Like he's a very likable guy. He does some infuriating things. He does some things that I agree with. And I'm going back to it. I know that it kind of worked out. Ryan Barucki sort of got through it. He gave up the inherited runner. Bringing him in as your second guy out of the pen, coming off a week off within a completely healthy bullpen at this point, and nobody needing to be down, is fireable. You're an idiot if you do that. And it was idiotic. I don't care if it worked. Idiotic, stupid, should be fired tomorrow. I'm going to disagree with you. No, it's stupid. He should. I'm going to disagree with you. For it, I don't think. Um, I don't. I don't think bringing Ryan Barucki into any game is, is a wise move. But he's on the roster. You've got to use the guys that you're given, and he's not given much to work with right now. So, like, we can get into a Jim. They just had a, a week off. Hold on. I'm not, I'm not like we can get into, it doesn't matter. Like who else are you going to put in? Who else in this bullpen do you trust me to put into the game with a me. one run deficit with runners on? Like there's no one, this, there's no one there. Just pick there's one of them. Literally everybody, terrible. Jim. They're all terrible. But they're, none are as bad as Ryan Barucki. I would I argue that some him. are as bad. Like there, there are people in this bullpen just as bad as Ryan Barucki. No, no. No. Perdomo better. Perdomo can barely stay in the major leagues. Like he's he's a Ryan fringe Brucky. major leaguer, and neither is like neither of them are major league pitchers. Ryan Brocky is horrendous. Okay, but like no one you've named is a major league pitcher. Ryan Barucki is not a major league pitcher. I didn't say he he's was, not a triple not, A pitcher. Neither he's are any terrible. of these guys. They're all terrible. They're all terrible. They so like, are, what are you but... supposed to do? You have everybody. Who, who do you put your... in? Who do you put in? I like, would, who would rather go Perdomo there. Okay, and that's fine. But like Perdomo, like who the hell is on hell Perdomo? It's a 28 year old guy who's a minor okay. league free agent, free agent, free agent signing. He walks like eight batters per nine innings. Like they're all bad, Tyler. They're all bad. Okay, what about Yuri De Los Santos? Again, the ERA is low. But he's not striking people out. He's walking too many batters. He's got an unsustainable BABIP and left on base percentage. Like Yerry De Los Santos 
The ERA looks good, but he hasn't really been pitching all that great. Jim, he brought in Ryan Barucki. I understand, but I'm not going to crucify Derek Shell oh, for bringing in a crappy reliever when his <laughs> entire bullpen is full of crappy relievers. Like, what do you want him to do? I, not there bring are of, There are plenty of reasons for me to get mad at Derek Sheldon. Like, I don't know, batting Austin Hedges with runners on the corners in, in the fifth or sixth inning or whatever that was. Like, there or just playing Austin Hedges in general. Like, there are a lot of things we'll get to, that, to do here. But whatever. Like his bullpen decisions. I, 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 I don't know what anybody would do with this bullpen. They're not- terrible. It's an awful bullpen. Okay, real quick, I would not pitch Ryan Barucki on any planet unless it's an absolute blowout. Like However, he's, in, he's on the roster. He has to. I, I will say I am missing the forest for the trees here. This comes back to the guy who assembled this roster. And the fact that Ryan Barucki is a major league bullpen option for this team is also a fireable offense. Fire them all. I don't care. Fire them all. It's one game after the All Star break, and I'm ready to fire everybody. Apparently, I'm just and you know tired. what? That wasn't even like Barucky and Barucky went in the two thirds scoreless. So like we're arguing about someone who didn't we even are. have really anything to do with this game. And, um, instead, Colin Holderman not, was bad, and in, he was. And instead, Rich we Hill was be. fine. Like he was what you would expect Rich Hill to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rich Hill is a very fresh I I find him frustrating do you Jim and I think it's just more of a mental thing for me because it's just kind of an annoying start every time where six inning three runs just it doesn't feel good but at the end of it you look at it you're like you know what that actually wasn't bad it's a I think it's just it's just one of those things where you gotta I think I've I've seen Rich Hill enough that yeah. You know, I know what to expect. Like if you're expecting something different then yeah, it's weird because you know, he's throwing 88 mile an hour right. fastballs and 67 mile an hour curveballs. Uh, but at the end of the day, a, a productive outing, a quality start, three runs, six hits, seven, uh, six, six innings, seven hits, two, run, two walks, two strikeouts. So, you know, a decent start by Rich Hill. He left the game with the lead pirates were yeah. winning four to three going into the seventh inning. So, he did everything you could ask him to do. He did. I mean, as I said, you look at the stat line for Rich Hill every game, and by the time you're done with it, you're like, you know what? It really wasn't that bad. It's just kind of painful watching him sometimes. Like, I get that it's like it's not sexy, right? No, like, it's not. There's, he's not doing anything that no. you're impressed with. Like you it's almost like, you you watch Rich Hill and you're like, if this guy can pitch, maybe I can pitch. Right. When obviously that's not the case. But it, but that's kind of what makes what he makes you think. Yeah, it's like three yards in the cloud of dust. It's just they're pull, putting the full back in, and we're just gonna grind it out. It's not gonna be fun to watch, but we're gonna get there somehow. Yeah, I brought this up in the Discord too, and uh, so it's July fourteenth. Rich Hill made this was his uh, this was his eighteenth start of the year. Um, does Rich Hill? How many more stars does Rich Hill make as a pirate? Ooh, good question. Um, Actually, this is the 19th start of the year. I mean, man, we're coming up on deadline. I didn't really put two and two together at this point. Yeah. Season's kind of flown. 
Um, we probably realistically only get to see two, maybe three more Rich Hill outings. I was going to say three. Um, and the thing is, I say all that about Rich Hill, but I don't know where this team would be without him right now because they don't really have a guy other than Mitch Keller that's eating innings at this point. And he's going out there every night and he's giving you, or every fifth day, giving you five, six innings of pretty competitive baseball. Yep. Um, at this point, like, I understand probably moving that deadline. You're not really going to get anything for him. It's more of a do what's right by him type of deal where maybe you move him to a contender and give him a shot towards the end of his career if he really wants to. If not, I don't move him on any planet if he would be semi-inclined to stay here just because you need the innings at this point. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because, like you mentioned, they need the innings. But at the same time, you've gotten 19 starts out of them, 104 innings now. Going into the year, we just we we expected like 120, 130 out of this guy. Yeah. Um, so like, do you just kind of take that and see what you can get? Uh, yeah. Which it probably isn't a lot, but he is a rental starting pitcher who teams mm-hmm. probably wouldn't mind throwing in their rotation for some stability down the stretch. And like, there's there are going to be teams calling about Rich Hill, hundred percent. Oh yeah. So now it's just a matter of. Do you just need the innings that bad that you're holding on to them? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll go more in depth with it at some point on NSN Live. But yep. I, I don't know if I've really formed my full opinion on what I would do at Rich Hill yet. That's fair. Um, but yeah, again, another, uh, you know, quality start from Rich Hill. You mentioned the innings. You know, he's he consistently goes five plus uh, pretty much every single time out there uh, and gives it, gives the team a chance to win. That's, that's really all you can ask for out of a 43 year old. Yeah. You know, he's, he's doing his job. Um, Moving on to the offense today, there was some life, you know, it started game started off a little rough four scoreless innings uh, from Ross Stripling. But uh, he ran into some trouble, couldn't get out of the fifth. Uh, all started with a G-Man Choi solo homer, uh, his fourth. He's kind of ignited a little bit of a spark since coming back from the IL. It's nice to have him. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have him back. It is. Um, he He definitely, you can tell that they missed his presence. And the Pirates really did assemble a team of guys that, I think do better in doses rather than the amount that they've had to been be deployed like a Carlos Santana and even Kutch Kutch has done well, but Connor Joe guys like that, a G man Choi in the lineup would have probably done them a bit of good in the last couple months, just to be able to, you know, spread out some of them at bats. Very happy. What you've seen out of him. You do see the, the pro at bats. He's, He's a piece that you like to have. Unfortunate what's happened to him at this point. And I keep him around the rest of the year. I'll, I'm not looking to deal him. I'm. Yeah, I don't know how many people would be calling about him just based on the fact that he hasn't mm-hmm. played a whole lot. But, yeah, I mean, this is his fourth game back since uh, his, his IL stint. His uh, 
second straight game with a home run. Uh, sacrifice fly tonight. He drove in two runs. I mean, he's he like like you mentioned. He's putting together professional at bats. It's almost like he's very Carlos Santana like in that regard, where yeah. he at least is going to give you a competitive at bat every time, mm-hmm. which is something this team needs because there's sometimes where they just go out there and they look really bad for long stretches. Yeah. And the more guys you can put in this lineup who are capable of giving you competitive at bats, you know, night in, night out, the more likely you are to have success. Yeah. It's a shame what happened to him because he really would have lengthened this lineup a good bit. Obviously the team's been hampered by injuries all year, but losing the G man Choi, it's one of them unnoticed injuries that really did affect this lineup. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, so Choi with a good game, he started off the scoring and then um, the pirates tie the game up. Austin hedges is batting and Tyler, he strikes so much fear into the opposing pitcher that Ross Stripling box in the game tying run in the fifth inning. I would have cut. Ross Stripling immediately <laughs> if you balk with Austin Hedges at the plate and the guy on third. And there's sometimes there's sometimes where you see box and you're like, eh, I don't really see it, but like he yeah. clear it was a clear balk on on his part. Um, Pirates caught a break there. You know, Austin Hedges ended up that. striking out. <laughs> Austin Hedges ends up striking out, and the Pirates scored during that at bat. So hey, like yeah. we'll take that. <laughs> 10 out of 10 and, times. So. <laughs> Kenny, your yeah. Jim almost Jim almost said that with a straight face. <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, Austin Hedges, do we want to spend some time? He was 0 for 2 today, two strikeouts, past the ball, and just some terrible throws to second base awesome. on, on Costilio at times. I don't know how much longer this team can continue to put him in the lineup Oh, and by the way, Andy Rodriguez hit a grand slam tonight. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I can watch him be in this lineup anymore. The two strikeouts are—that's a given at this point. You know he's going to go O for whatever with however many strikeouts possible. He's paid for his defense, and I understand that every single metric in the world claims he's the best catcher in baseball. I don't see it, but sure. If my eyeballs don't see it, he ain't worth it. I don't need to watch anymore because there are too many times that you watch him and there's just very elementary catching mistakes that he makes that look really, really bad. And when you're as bad as you are at the plate as he is, and when you're two of your top four probably prospects, our catchers and we have to watch Austin Hedges. The microscope zooms in very, very far. So I also want to add to that. And I agree. Like even let's even assume he is the best player defensively in major league baseball. Um, Statcast released their, uh, you know, a new lead, basically a new stat <laughs> leaderboard over the break um, run value, like defensive run value. Like how many runs have you saved? Uh, and Austin Hedges leads the majors with 11 runs saved. Right. Um, 
you know what? Like, that's fine. And even if we accept that as truth, cool. But that doesn't mean anything when you're worth negative however many runs he is at the plate, right? Because let's say, I mean, because you're not exactly, like if you replace Austin Hedges, you're not going from 11 defensive run save to zero. Like you're going from like 11 to five, right? So can you find someone who can be six runs better than Austin Hedges at the plate? Yeah. Yeah, you can. So like, that's what you've got to measure. You're not saying, oh, do we need to find a defensive catcher who's going to be just as good? No, you don't. You need to find somebody who's going to make, like, let's say you lose some runs, like defensively, you make them up on the offensive end. This isn't a difficult concept. Right. It's basic arithmetic. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple when you look at his war and he's, not really worth much. That's no. how bad he is at the plate. And yeah. War is very heavily favored towards catcher defense. Catcher defense. Yeah. Like this guy is basically just a guy when everything is put into consideration. He's just a human being that goes and puts on a uniform every day. Yeah. He would be as valuable on the bench at the end of the day. And I think it's um you know, like Sean brings up a good point here. Like, I think if you're a really good team that has a good offense, you know, top to bottom, Austin Hedges is then a a valuable member of your team, right? You look at the Astros right now with kind of Martin Maldonado. That you know, Martin Maldonado is basically the Austin Hedges of the Astros, right? Um, so it's just when you have an offense that's completely inept, like the Pirates are you can't just basically put a pitcher at number nine every day uh, like, like they happen. And that's, and that's what we're seeing. Uh, Austin Hedges over two, two strikeouts, OPS down to four fifty seven. And Jim, the other part of that is Maldonado as bad as he is, is still like 35% better than Austin Hedges at the plate. Yeah. So there you go. Like there's no other way to put it other than he's just atrocious. He is no, a black hole. Who I haven't seen the catcher value that everybody else sees. That's just me. I know there's other ways to look at it. I don't trust all that stuff all the way. That's a story for another day, but the the juice ain't worth squeeze to me. I think pretty much everyone agrees with you outside of maybe a, a handful of, of vocal people. But I, I think, I think everyone's PNC park crowd agrees with you oh based off of the booze that we're being. Thank God. On Austin hedges. I got a little smile on my face when he finally got booed after the second stolen base where he just threw the ball to nobody. Yeah. It was a rough day for him. Yeah. Um, Speaking of other catchers, Henry Davis, right fielder. Uh, he did misplay a ball, but again, he he's a, he's not a right fielder. So that's kind of – he misplayed two balls probably. That that ball off the fence could have probably been played a little bit better. Uh, and then he let a ball get by him. That led to a run. I think the run may have been able to I score anyway. So I, I, it's, I it did look it, good. Yeah, it didn't look great. But um, at the plate? He goes two for three with a walk. So that was well needed. He was kind of in a pretty good slump there heading into the break. Mm -hmm. So he gets on base three times today. 
Um, any worries there with Henry Davis on offense yet? I don't know if I'd call them worries. You, there's things you want to see more out of him. He does. He has been pounding the ball into the ground a good bit. Um, but you look at him just throughout his career. That's that's not the hitter he really is. You figure he's going to work his way out of that. It's not like it's a something you can look back on like a Cabrian Hayes where you've seen throughout his career that there's there's a few warts here. I don't think we've seen those really pop up. Uh, the strikeouts were starting to get a little bit concerning, but not to a point of some other guys. So I don't really have concerns with him. You're just waiting on him to really put it together, I think. And it's it'll come. It's just he's just got to get every day at bats. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, after today's game, he's basically back to a league average hitter. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's kind of his his week long slump that he had. It's kind of just brings him back to to the average. Which you just want to see him lift the ball a little bit and hit for a little bit more power. But you would like to see some more power out of him. I agree with that. But we're we're talking about a guy that's been up for like less than a month. Yeah, he played his twenty first game today. Uh, and, and you got to still like the approach. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned the strikeout rate, but it's still, it, it's a 22% K rate. His yeah. walk rates after today's walk, you know, 9.4% walk rate. Like you like the approach. He's making hard contact. Uh, but like you mentioned, a little bit, uh, it needs to work on that launch angle a little bit. Uh, probably needs to be a little bit more selective too at the plate. Uh, but yeah, I think overall, you know, you trust him to kind of make the adjustments that, that pitcher is going to make to him, but it's, it's going to take a little bit of time. Play with you. Um, see who else to Capita Marcano big game today. Didn't look, he had, he was kind of inconsistent in the field. He made it throwing error. Then he made like a really nice play. So he was like kind of all over the place. He got caught stealing, <laughs> but, but he was two for three. He knocked in a run. Um, he His actually like thanks, doesn't it? I'll say this, like his game today kind of reminded me of like a, like a classic G1 Bay game where like, yeah, like, like you see him, you see him do things well. Right. And, and like really play to his strengths, but then you see Mm -hmm. the mistakes and why he's not someone you can really rely on to be an everyday player. Yeah. His arm stinks, Jim. His arm's not great. His arm's terrible, (laughs) but we did Yeah, we saw a good approach there um, on the sack fly. Him and Choi both had a couple good at bats there, especially Choi, to be honest. But saw him do a job. Aside from that, yeah, it, it you comparing him to being like a G1 Bay type of game that that's spot on. Yeah. Um, Jared Triolo with another base hit and a walk, so he continues to be fine yeah i mean he had a bad strikeout against was it taylor rogers or tyler rogers one of the one of the t tyler rogers had a bad strikeout against tyler rogers but you probably aren't seeing pitchers like tyler rogers Mm -hmm. uh working your way up through the minors too much yeah and i i think for the most part like triolo is he's played a bit above his head but i think we've also seen some good approaches from him I don't know. He's probably not an everyday starting major leaguer, but I think he does. He belongs here enough, and the defensive versatility is mm-hmm. gonna keep him on a major league roster somewhere, even if it's not here. Yeah, 
I think especially if like he can keep this contact up, like he's mm-hmm. he's putting the ball in play, he's having good at bats, he doesn't look overmatched, um, and and he plays good defense. So yeah, yeah doing everything you can you can basically ask him yeah, right now. It, you would it's you want more power. You would like more power, but it's just not there, not right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, he's twenty five. I don't know if it's really gonna be there. Yeah, and, and he had that injury. He has a wrist injury that he's right. still. I mean, it's. The, I would not expect power this year off no. of, out of uh, Jared Triolo. And really, we never saw power out of him. Not really. Um, not a whole lot more to talk about offensively. No. Brian Reynolds had a hit. Uh, Swinski was over four. Nick Gonzalez had a hit. Nick Gonzalez almost. Uh, he drove. A, he drove a ball. Yeah deep into the left field corner that uh, got caught, but he, he, he had a, you know, a couple good plate appearances yeah. today. I think that, I think that the one you're talking about, that's mm-hmm. probably a double, but it looked like they were playing a little, no doubles hugging the line of hair. Mm-hmm. Cause that's maybe three, four feet off the line. And he put a charge he, into it. It was a rope. Yeah, it was. And I think we see that every time he does put the ball in play, like, he just has a pristine launch angle every single time. He lines the ball all over the field. He does. Just doesn't put it in play enough. Yep. Yep. Um, that's all I got for today. Six yeah. to four. Another loss. Forty-one and 50. they've now lost five of six, eight of ten. Unfortunately, it's probably not getting better because the deadline's coming up and I don't know that the reinforcements are really coming enough to offset any of this. Well, I don't know if you heard at the beginning of the Apple TV broadcast, Tyler, they said that the Pirates were in jeopardy of uh, wasting their 20 and 8 start. Think that ship is shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pirates lose six to four. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, seven oh five. First pitch. We'll be back with the post game. It's Alex Cobb having a good season against Johan yep. Oviedo. Um, yeah, Saturday night game should be a good crowd. Home tonight was a pretty good crowd too. So. Uh, if you're in Pittsburgh and you got nothing to do tomorrow, head down to PNC Park, cheer on a Johan Oviedo uh, complete game shutout. How about that? Speak it into existence, Jim. I was going to say yeah. something negative, but I won't. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for all the comments. Uh, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, Join the Discord. Join the Discord. Links in the in the in the description. It was hopping tonight. It was a good time. Yeah. A lot better than Twitter. Oh yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace out, our scouts. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.